Well, greetings to all of you and welcome to The Shakedown, a podcast about corrections, for corrections, and by corrections. I am your host, uh, Aaron Dawson. As always, great to be with you again this week. Uh, Great to be able to interact with you and to hopefully uh, provide some information, some thoughts, um, expose you to some interviews and some folks that that have some information or have some ideas or uh, some things that we need uh, as corrections professionals to be able to do our job, but to be able not only, not only to be able to do our job, but also to be able to do our job in an excellent fashion. Uh, we've been talking about, well, for at least the past three weeks, um, from a supervisor's perspective, talking about as supervisors what it is that we need to know about what our our officers need trying to confront this issue of okay how do we get staff number one how do we get them in the door but number two when we get them in the door how do we equip them how do we motivate them how do we excite them about this career path that is corrections and as i've said multiple times there's probably a host of things that we could discuss uh, about that. But one thing that I think is crucial as supervisors is we understand the dynamic that the everyday routine of a jail functioning, the head counts, the visual inspections, the serving chow, the going to medical, all those functions, those basic functions, the tasks, if you will, that's the line officer's responsibility. As a supervisor, those line officers are my responsibility. So as a supervisor, I must make sure that I am providing them what they need to be able to do their job. So my job is equipping them to make sure they're able to do their job. And so we've talked about making sure they have the knowledge and they understand the expectations that we have for them. Uh, We've talked about the importance of when we address uh, issues, uh, those that's important. We, we have to address those issues, but we also need to make sure that when things are going well, when things are, they're doing the things they're supposed to be doing, that we take note of that as well, that it's not always fussing and feuding and, and man, you're doing this wrong and you're doing that wrong. And what's the matter with you? No, we notice something being done, right? It doesn't have to be, you know, um, fireworks and balloons and cakes and so forth and so on. It can be something as simple as, Hey, bud, I want you to know I was just observing how you did head count and, uh, that was awesome. Rock on. Keep it up. I like that. A simple word of encouragement. We talked about the importance of maintaining a consistent level of intensity. And what I mean by that is, is that what it is that we're addressing, the level of intensity with which we address it matches what it is we're addressing. If everything is a huge deal, I mean, chair throwing, screaming, spitting, I mean, just having a fit. If everything is that level. Uh, number one, that's going to breed an environment of anxiety. Uh, but number two, that is not going to be conducive to our shift or our officers trusting us, coming to us when there's when there's issues. Uh, they're going to avoid us. That's all there is to it. And then we talked about the importance of transparency. And then last week, we talked about those routine functions, making sure that we articulate to them, we make sure our officers are trained, and we make sure we hold them accountable to do those routine functions. This week, when we talk about what it is that that we uh, provide for officers, one of the things that they need, I want to talk about environment. Uh, now, there may be some of you that are thinking, you, you, hear me, you heard me say that, you say, now, hold on. Um, 
we, we, we work in a jail, so um, the environment's going to be like a jail full of people that don't want to be there and, and, you know, so forth and so on. And I get that. And I'm not necessarily talking about the physical environment. I'm not necessarily talking about <laughs> the lighting and the, the paint on the walls. I mean, though, that, that is a factor. No, what I'm talking about is the cultural environment. What cultural environment are we promoting and are we maintaining as supervisors? Is the cultural environment, is it conducive to accomplishing our goals as well as developing our staff? The, what is the cultural environment? The environment with which we provide and maintain on our shift or within our facility, it needs to be uh, conducive to a few practical goals. Um, the first is, is is our environment, our cultural environment that on our shift or in our facility, is it conducive to growth? Is it conducive to growth in our officers? And what do I mean by that? Well, think about what it takes for growth to take place. If I'm going to grow in my knowledge, if I'm going to grow in my abilities, it requires me to be vulnerable. It requires me to take a chance and try something that I've never done and that I only have a limited amount of knowledge. I may only have head knowledge. I have no practical knowledge of it at all. So for me to grow, I've got to take a chance. I've got to be vulnerable. I've got to do something that I've never done before. And that means that if growth is a continuous process, there's going to be times where I'm going to make a mistake. <laughs> the application of this head knowledge, the application or the attempted application of this new task or this new whatever it is I'm trying to do, there's going to be times where I'm going to get it wrong. It's going to happen. So question, do our officers have the freedom and the safety to make mistakes? Now, I'm not talking about boneheaded uh, mistakes or or laziness or a major lapse um, in judgment. You know, they just they just that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the, uh, some major mistake that they know better and they just did it anyway. I'm not talking about that. <clears throat> I'm talking about this is an individual that is intentionally trying to learn. They're trying to grow. They're trying to develop, and in the process of that, a minor error is made. Do they have the freedom to make mistakes? And that goes back to that level of intensity. Our response to the mistake tells the story. If if we flip out and we we respond or pardon me, we react with this extreme emotional energy, or, or we're mocking them, then they're gonna translate that as Okay, either A, I can't make mistakes, which is ridiculous because we're human beings and so we're going to do it. So either A, I have to be perfect, I can't make mistakes, or B, which is more likely going to be the case, I can't let my supervisor know that I made a mistake. And that more than likely is what's going to take place. They're just not going to let you know. They're going to do their best to hide that from you. And also... 
they're not going to be very motivated to grow. They're not going to be motivated to, to want to learn and to to take the steps necessary to grow because they don't want to be vulnerable. They don't want the opportunity of making a mistake. I know how to do this and I can do this perfect. So I'm just going to do this. I know I could add this or this or this. I could strive to master more skills within this facility. But man, if I make a mistake, my supervisor reacts like this. So forget that. I don't want that. I'll just do what I know how to do. Or do we as supervisors, do we respond when the mistake is made by identifying the problem, correcting the problem, and encouraging them to go at it again? Because what we communicate when we handle it that way is, okay, all right, I recognize your efforts. You were trying to do what it was that was supposed to happen. Why didn't it happen? Okay, well, you didn't understand. All right, well, let's let's talk about that. And now I have the opportunity to explain. Or, okay, you did understand, but you did this. Okay, I got it. Well, let's try this again, and let's make sure we get this part right. What I'm doing is, is rather than condemning or, or mocking or embarrassing this officer, I'm conveying to them that, look, I appreciate your effort. Here's where it is that we, we messed this up. You got this. Let's run it again. Let's run it again. Let's do this one more time. Do our officers, uh, do they have the freedom? Did we create the cultural environment in which it is conducive for them to grow? Uh, the second thing about environment is do our officers uh, feel like they are in a cultural environment that is conducive to communication. What do I mean by that? Do our officers feel that we are approachable? Do they feel like they can ask questions? Do they feel like they can share frustrations? Do they feel like they can share some ideas? Um, I've seen it happen numerous times where, you know, here we are, we're the supervisors or we're the administrators, we're the experts of how to be a corrections officer in this facility. And an officer, sometimes a new officer, comes to us and says, hey, I had this thought or I had this idea. Could we try this or could we adjust how we do this? And sometimes, you know, the answer is obvious. No, we can't do that. But there's other times where they ask that question, they share that idea, and, and your only response can be, well, that's awesome. I'm glad you had that idea. You know, I don't know why we didn't have that idea, but that's awesome. Do they have the freedom or do they feel like they can ask those questions. They can share those frustrations. They can share those ideas without being ignored, without being trivialized, or without being demeaned. Do they feel like we are open to communication? There is so much that we gain by our officers feeling like we are open to communication. There is so much that is gained when they see us in the hallway or they see us walk into their the place that they're they're working that shift and the thought is positive rather than oh man who messed up <laughs> oh man I, did, did I mess up did I do something wrong 
when they see us and there's a openness of communication and they realize that if there is a mistake that has been made, we're going to address it appropriately and tactfully rather than losing our stuff and slinging chairs, etc. If they understand that when there is a problem, they can come to us and share that problem and we're going to actively listen to them. We're going to actively pay attention and consider what it is that they are communicating to us about the situation. There is so much that we gain by that process. Now, this communication, being open to this communication, allowing our officers to interact with us and <coughs> excuse me, actively listening to what it is they're sharing, this communication needs to be given uh, without any mockery. It needs to be given without any gossip, and it needs to be given without any insubordination. What do I mean by that? Okay, I have an officer that comes to me and says, hey, I've got this question or I've got this frustration. Okay, well, every time we come in and take shift, the guys in the previous shift, they hadn't done their job. They haven't done what they're supposed to do. And then the officer goes off on this just litany of things about how ridiculous the shift of how stupid they are how lazy they are so on and so on at that point i'm gonna have to whoa 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 let's talk about what we know what is it that wasn't done when you arrived well it was this this and this all right i will take note of that i will discuss that with our ship supervisor the question is are you doing what you're supposed to be doing you are fantastic we can't allow them to mock other shifts, other supervisors, the administration. That can't take place. We can't allow this to be an opportunity for gossip. Hey, SARS, let me tell you what I heard about so-and-so. Hey, let me tell you, but you you realize that so-and-so is cheating on his wife with that and so forth? Uh-uh. Stop it. We are not going to discuss other other officers, other staff members in a derogatory fashion. Like We're not going to participate in gossip. Because if we promote gossip, oh, my word, it's going to run rampant. And we're not going to tolerate insubordination. Now, what if the officer, the concern they have or the frustration they have is about you or is about me? Do they have the freedom to come to us and say, hey, Sarge, look, I just want you to know I'm I'm struggling with this. You really ticked me off when you said or or. You really offended me when you did, or I really don't feel like we're headed the right direction as a shift, whatever the case may be. Do they have the freedom to say that? Now, they can say that without being insubordinate. So we don't tolerate insubordination, but we give them the opportunity to communicate to us. Well, guys, uh, there's a couple more points on this cultural environment, <laughs> and we've run out of time for this week. And so I guess we'll, we'll, we'll take one more week and we'll, we'll wrap up this thought, uh, this conversation about providing what it is that our officers need. Um, but, guys, uh, love to hear from you. You can shoot us an email, theshakedown at jailtraining.org. Uh, love to hear from you if you've got any thoughts, questions, ideas, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but we'll, as I said, next week, Lord willing, we'll, we'll wrap up this, this conversation about providing officers with what it is that they need. So until then, guys, stay sharp, stay safe, stay vigilant. Godspeed.